Chapter Eight of Ruth Fielding at Brevard Hall. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sonali Punja. Ruth Fielding at Brevard Hall or Solving the Campus Mystery by Alice B. Emerson. Chapter Eight The Marble Harp. The social meeting of the Up and Doing Club lasted less than an hour it was quite evident that it had been mainly held for the introduction of ruth fielding and her chum into the society of the brerwood girls those gathered in the assembly room did not number any seniors but were all of the junior grade and all older than ruth and helen crimes were not allowed by mrs tellingham to join any of the class governed societies in spite of the fact that ruth suspected mary cox of deliberately throwing herself in the way of helen and she on their arrival at the school with the sole object of getting them pledged to this society the girl from the red mill could not fail to appreciate the good-natured attempts of the uppies to make them both feel at home in their new surroundings they must be grateful for that nor were they urged at this time to join the club at least nobody said more to ruth about joining than had the stout girl jennie stone on their way to this meeting the party broke up in such good season that it was scarcely dark when the chums left the room in the dining hall and strolled back to their dormitory with their new friends the lamps around the campus were being lighted by a little old irishman who wore a wreath of short grey whiskers and hair about his face a regular frame his long upper lip and his chin were shaven, and this arrangement gave him a most comical appearance. You are late again tonight, Tony, Jennie Stone remarked, as she and Ruth came down the steps of the dining hall together. The little Irishman backed down the short flight of steps he carried with a groan. He had just lighted the final lamp of the series that surrounded the campus. And well I might be well i might be grumbled the man tis me needs four a pair of hands instead of van pair and as many legs as a centipede tony evidently meant centipede tis tony here and tony there every blessed minute of the day and it's moving trunks and boxes and the like miss grace should hire an elephant at this time of the year and so i tell her and what with these here Foreigners too. Bad says to them. I have to chase every ragtag and bobtail on the place, so I do. No tramps again, Tony, cried Janine Stone. Tis worse. Musical bodies they be, playing harps and fiddles and the likes. Sure it will be hand organs and monkeys tomorrow, belike. Ah, yes maybe some of these travelling musicians can play the marble harp yonder said heavy with a chuckle pointing to the now half-shrouded figure in the centre of the campus oh vera vera don't be saying it grumbled the old man there's bad luck in speaking of them folks jennie stone squeezed ruth's arm still laughing as they went on and left the old irishman he's just as superstitious as can be she whispered he really believes the old story about the harp he ought to believe in a harp laughed ruth in return 
he being irish tell me who is he anthony foyle he's the only workman about the place who sleeps on the premises his wife's our cook they are a comical old couple and she does make the nicest tarts they melt in your mouth if you could only make up your mind to hold them long enough on your tongue sighed heavy rapturously but what's the story about the marble harp queried ruth as they came to the dormitory and joined the other girls you mean the harp held by that figure at the fountain hello cried bell tingly heavy is turning to scare the infant with the campus ghost story oh a real ghost story cried helen do let's hear it come into our room cameron said luella fairfax lazily and i will tell the tale and harrow up thy young soul and make thy hair stand on ends like quills upon the fretful porcupine finished mary cox yes let luella tell it it is well for infants to learn the legends as well as the rules of brer hall helen was used to being called infant by now and didn't mind so much she was so much taken with her new friends and the upids in general that she went right into the room occupied by mary cox and her chums without a word to ruth and the latter followed with heavy perforce the windows of the quartet looked out upon the campus the lights in the other dormitory shone brightly and the lamps around the open space which the buildings of brevard surrounded glimmered in the dark voices came up to them from the walks but soon these ceased for the girls were all indoors the campus was deserted don't let's light the lamp said luella i can tell stories better in the dark and ghost stories too laughed helen not so much of a ghost story at least there's nothing really terrible about it returned miss fairfax slowly i suppose there are not many people who talk about it outside of our own selves here at brerewood but once before the school came here the marble statue down there was the talk of the whole countryside i believe mrs tellingham doesn't like the story to be repeated said miss fairfax she thinks such superstitions aren't good for the minds of the primes and infants and the storyteller laughed however it is a fact that the original owner of brerewood hall had a beautiful daughter she was the apple of his eye all beautiful daughters are apples of their father's eyes said luella laughing janine is her father's apple adam's apple suggested mary cox such a size for an adam's apple would choke a giant murmured bell tingly but the other three were always joking poor heavy because of her over plumpness don't you bother about my father said janine calmly he gives me a dollar every month for chocolate creams and you girls help eat them i notice hurrah for the stone pair cried mary cox go on luella you sound as though you cheered for a sea wall of masonry or some such maritime structure complained janine stone pair indeed she shan't have any of the next box of creams heavy said luella soothingly and i'm not sure that you will either do tell your story miss and heavy yawned monstrously how dare you yawn before taps cried bell i'll douse the water pitcher over you janine 
at this threat the fat girl sat promptly and again urged luella to continue her tale so miss fairfax continued the rich old gentleman with the apple of his eyes in other words a beautiful daughter had a great deal more money than sense i think he engaged a sculptor to design a fountain for his lawn and the draped figure you have seen upon that pedestal down yonder is supposed to be the portrait of the beautiful daughter cut into enduring marble by the man who sculpted but unfortunately for the old gentleman's peace of mind while he sculpted the marble the artist likewise made love to the young lady and they ran away and were married leaving the old gentleman nothing but the cold marble statue playing the marble harp in place of a daughter the father's heart at once became as adamant as the marble itself and he refused to support the sculptor and his wife now either the runaway couple died miserably of starvation in a garret or were drowned at sea or were wrecked in a railroad accident or some other dreadful catastrophe happened to them i'm not sure which for at a time there began to be something strange about the fountain the old man lived here alone with his servants for a number of years but the servants would not remain long with him for they said the place was haunted oh my exclaimed helen that's right miss cameron please show the proper amount of thrilling interest they said the fountain was queer the water never poisoned anybody but sometimes the marble strings of the marble harp in the marble hand of the marble daughter would be heard to twang in the night weird music came from the fountains at ghostly hours of course the little harp the statue holds is in the form of a lyre and what the people were who told these stories about the ghostly twanging of the instrument you may draw your own conclusions laughed luella fairfax however the old gentleman at last broke up his household or died or moved to town or something and brerewood was put up for sale and the school came here that was a good many years ago dr tellingham's wig matched his fringe of hair when the school first began here so that must have been a good while ago the twanging of the marble harp has been heard down through the school ages so it is said particularly at queer times queer times asked ruth why when something out of the common was about to happen they say it twanged the night before our team beat the basketball team from ward and preparatory there was a girl here once who ran away because her folks went to europe and left her behind at school she was determined to follow them and she got as far as new york and stole aboard a great steamer so as to follow her parents only the steamship she boarded had just come in instead of just going out they say the marble harp twanged then and when heavy failed to oversleep one morning last half the marble harp must have twanged that time declared mary cox a gentle snow answered from the window seat where janine stone had actually gone to sleep wasted humour said mary laughing heavy is in the land of nod it's been a hard day for her at supper she had to eat her own and miss fielding's share of the cup custards ruth and helen had risen to go 
You will remember, infants, said Luella. When you hear the twang of the ghostly harp, that something momentous is bound to happen at Brevard Hall. But more important still, warned Mary, be sure that your lights are out within twenty minutes after retiring bell sounds. Otherwise, you will have that cat, Picolet, poking into your room to learn what is the matter. End of chapter 8